After weeks of anti-government blockades in Ottawa, police moved in in a big way today, as you may have seen. It was everywhere across the news all day long, methodically clearing out protesters. They've made more than 100 arrests. They've seized and towed vehicles. Others have simply driven off. There are still some people there tonight, though Ottawa police not long ago tweeted out a red alert saying that you must cease further unlawful activity, immediately remove your vehicles and or property from the site and leave or you will be, will be arrested. So the warnings continue. Of course, there were a lot of kids there. We knew that. Lots of fuel there. We already knew that. And a portion of the protesters saying they vowed to stay put despite those days of warning from police that they needed to leave. So there's always been a fear that this could have turned pretty ugly pretty, pretty fast. But Honestly, looking at it today and having been in many protests over the years, this one has been relatively calm. Here is Interim Ottawa Police Chief Steve Bell. We have a plan. We articulated that plan to them, and they have executed it extremely well throughout the day. Uh, the level of professionalism that they're seeing in the face of taunts, uh, slurs towards them is, uh, is challenging, but we're seeing their ongoing professionalism every minute of every day. Let's be honest, no one wants to see police go in in your capital city and start removing families from a protest site. But they've been given days notice and it feels like this had to happen eventually. And as long as no one gets hurt, um, this will probably end the way I think most of us hoped it would end. Let's get some more now from the ground. Outside of Parliament Hill is Global National Correspondent Mike Armstrong. Thanks so much for being here tonight. Pleasure, man. So, so, I mean, I watched this from afar, but how was it there? How did how this unfold from, from the morning on? It seemed quite methodical until it uh, got a little more heated. Yeah, it's interesting because you sort of sat there the last few days knowing something was coming and waiting for it to happen, uh, wondering when it would happen. It happened at about 8 o'clock this morning. And basically, police approached from the eastern flank. There was sort of an area that is away from uh, the main protest. Uh, and they, they sort of, it's a thinner area. The, the trucks there were set away from the main group. And so the police approached from there and then would, would move forward foot by foot, taking block by block, and then surrounding trucks. But to get to those trucks, first of all, they had to push people back. So there were physical confrontations. There were a, dozen, a couple of dozen arrests in the early on. When they would get to a truck, they would knock on the window. Once they circled the group of trucks, they would knock on the windows, ask the driver to leave. Uh, if the driver did agree to leave, they would let them drive away. Uh, if the driver did not agree to leave, they would actually break the window and pull the drivers out and then have the vehicle towed. Um, now, they haven't had to move that far throughout the day because as they sort of moved up and, and took over more and more blocks, truckers in the main part of the protest decided it seems to be ending. So they've been leaving sort of on their own from the, the main, the middle of the protest and sort of the western parts of the protest, people have been leaving. So I'm standing in a spot that uh, earlier today was three trucks uh, across and uh, end to end, full, full, full. That is no longer the case now. There's two tr- there, excuse me, there are two trucks there, one truck, two trucks there, one, 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 much, much thinner. A lot of trucks have been leaving. And if you look around, a lot of trucks are still preparing to leave. But as far as sort of been the altercations you're talking about, it's been um, physical at times, quite physical at other times. I know that uh, there was pepper spray later in the sort of uh, late afternoon, and then this evening there, police put out a statement saying uh, there were actually, uh, there was a bicycle thrown at a police horse, and the person who threw the bicycle has been arrested. 
Uh, and they've also put out a statement saying protesters assaulted uh, officers and also attempted to remove officers' weapons. Mike, I, I know for weeks protesters were warned or told at least to leave and then warned that action was imminent um, and it never was. It is now. What has been the reaction of people there who thought perhaps this day wasn't going to come? Yeah, boy, the bravado that you heard yesterday from people, I would say every single person we spoke to said, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving no matter what. And as a matter of fact, there were not many people that left sort of Wednesday, Thursday, there were a handful, two or three that I can think of. Um, but I kept meeting people who were there for the first day. So it felt like there were more people showing up. As a matter of fact, this weekend would have been pretty crazy if it had been a regular weekend, especially since the holiday weekend in Ontario. Uh, so it was, good, it was about to get quite crazy. But the bravado and people promising they wouldn't leave, that sort of broke. It feels like that broke at about probably 10 o'clock this morning when it was clear police were finally moving in and, uh, and really not playing around. Mike, you've seen many protests over the years, I think back to Quebec City many, many years ago. How would you assess this one in terms of the mood, the resilience of the, of the crowd? Um, what was your thoughts about, about who was there, why they were there, and, and just how, like, do you think this is over, in other words, having seen so many of these? Yeah, it does feel like it's, it's very much winding down. I mean, uh, the people that are still here, for the most part, if you look into the crowd, I think there, are, there is a group that still doesn't want to leave, but even some of the protest leaders have been saying it's time to go. Uh, and, and because the penalties for staying are so severe at this point, uh, bank accounts being frozen, vehicles being seized, things like that. Um, but boy, if you compare it to other protests, I, I would be lying if I said it, it was as violent as some of those other protests I've covered. For example, the Summit of the Americas, I guess that was 2001, so a heck of a long time ago. Uh, but there was a lot of restraint here, if I can put it that way. Uh, the police really, uh, early on, especially the first few hours, they seemed to almost be arresting people who wanted to be arrested, like people were throwing themselves at the front of the line. Uh, other than that, uh, they were really just pushing people back, pushing people back, but not being, uh, not, not being as forceful as they could have been. I mean, I didn't see any tear gas. That was certainly there. Police had a ton of it ready to go. They didn't use it. So obviously there was a plan in place and it was executed in the way that it was expected, I guess, because everyone's hope was that this would end uh, without violence or at least without much. And it seems to have at least for the time being succeeded. Yeah, there's a lot of criticism out there. If you hop on Twitter, uh, people saying that uh, it's a terrible, it's a, sh it's a, it's a shame for Canada. It's, uh, but I'll tell you, uh, there are other people who have hopped on and said this is pretty exemplary police work and an example of something that could have been much, much more ugly than it's turned out to be. Um, is that your sense as well? I mean, it, this is, it is odd to think of there being that many police officers crowded around Parliament Hill. It's a place I don't know if listeners have all been there, but it's not a very big area. And I understand just by looking at it that there was a lot of police. Was it, was it jarring to see that kind of security presence uh, in the area? In a way, no, because the, the big police presence, or, or at least the, the contact between police and protesters, happened sort of at the eastern extremity. So uh, the bulk of the trucks that are sort of at Parliament Hill and in the, the close couple of blocks uh, and then south of there, police didn't really have to go there. Uh, and the, so the confrontations have been further over to the east. 
uh, probably about four blocks, I don't know, 600 meters, if I can put it that way. Um, but the trucks that are moving, that are in the sort of main protest area, they're moving voluntarily. Right. Was it hard to get in? I understand there were blockades or at least checkpoints all <laughs> over the place to be able to get into the area even where you're standing. Yeah, I woke up a little early this morning and thought, I might as well leave the hotel early since I'm awake anyway. I was very thankful that I did because <laughs> I had to end up going uh, a few kilometers to the east just to get on the highway. And then all the highway exits were closed, which meant I had to go a couple of kilometers past downtown to the west just to get off and come back along uh, side streets because all basically uh, police with 100 checkpoints that they told us about uh, yesterday have shut down the area about 2.2 kilometers, square kilometers in downtown Ottawa. But when they put those checkpoints on and they cut off that area to protesters, um, they also put checkpoints in neighborhoods surrounding that. So really the inconvenience for people in this city, there are many more people being inconvenienced today than the other days because it's stretched out so much to prevent protesters from getting into this downtown core. Because what police wanted to do was basically make sure that the, the numbers that were here didn't get bigger and also cut off supply lines because there are these uh, protester camps. There's one in, uh, out by a baseball stadium. There's one across the water in Gatineau. There are a couple in a town about 30 kilometers to the east of here as well. And that's where a lot of the diesel has been coming from and things like that. And we did see uh, people trying to bring fuel in today to get into the truckers being turned around at checkpoints. So that was a big part of the day. The last question for you, Mike. I know it's cold there too. Uh, there was a storm yesterday, so I gather there's a lot of snow and, and it's not warm. Um, but w- what happens now? How much longer? Are, what are police saying about, about the next steps? Well, they're saying they're going to go 24 hours. They're, they're going to go 24 hours uh, like around the clock so that this operation will continue. As I've been speaking to you, I've moved down to the uh, War Memorial, and it looks like not much different here. Fewer trucks, a couple of trucks have left, absolutely, and a few trucks that uh, uh, look like they're preparing to move as well. But uh, And a little bit of honking way off in the distance, so still a little bit to the east of here, interestingly enough. So police are going to be out all night long. That's certainly what they said. The last numbers that we've heard, uh, because they've been keeping sort of a running tally going, uh, police issued a statement on Twitter that said they've had more than 100 arrests and also uh, 21 vehicles towed so far. That number might go up overnight. Mike, thanks so much for your time. Stay warm, stay safe. Always a pleasure, Ben. Thank you.